Hey everybody, welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I always want to start out by welcoming you you all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to those who are new to the podcast. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I thoroughly appreciate you and um, you reaching out and being a part of the Soulful Tribe. For those of you who have come back and continue to come back and share your time with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Your time, your presence, your sharing of the information, sharing the podcast is so valuable to me. And I cannot stress that enough that I love that you are all part of the tribe. So thank you wholeheartedly. So coming at you with love and light, I just want to Um, share this episode with you today. This episode is actually with Dr. Stephanie English. Dr. English is a nurse practitioner, psychiatric nurse practitioner out of New York, and she's there. Um, She's many things, but um, she's also a a new friend of mine and love her dearly from a fellow nurse practitioner perspective and health educator, wellness individual. We're always out there in the community trying to enrich the community to be healthier, both mind, body, and soul, because as nurses, nurse practitioners, we are holistic practitioners and we take care of the complete individual, not just pieces of the person. So I appreciate having her on this episode and um, it's a two-parter, so this is part one for Dr. Stephanie English. So with that, I lead into our chat, and I hope something that we talk about resonates with you and hopefully sparks some chances of change within you and within your family structure, or just, again, everything starts with you. So hopefully it leads you to be a better you and also share your authentic self with yourself family, friends, and also the community. So with that, thank you, Dr. Stephanie English. I would like to welcome you, Dr. Stephanie English, to the Soulful Eclectic podcast. Um, it's you, you're, you're very welcome, and I appreciate so much in um, having you here with us because a lot of things we talk about these days is about mental health and maintaining our mental health, especially during this pandemic. And um, I think you have a wealth of knowledge to share, um, not only about yourself, but what you do within the community. So if you can just start by just telling me a little bit about um, you, you know, your nurse practitioner, your practice, that kind of thing. Yes, I will definitely get into that. I always like to to start with the fact that I'm human and I consider myself a fellow traveler Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, even though I do work with um, clients who are are looking for assistance um, with their um, mental health I too am also in the process of trying to level up and make sure my mental health is good and remains good Um, so yeah I am a psychiatric nurse practitioner as well as a licensed psychologist. Um, Right now, I'm doing mostly medication management. I do have some therapy clients. But this is the year where I expand my practice and do some life coaching, um, as well as um, creating some classes specifically for those who are dealing with anxiety, depression, and just general mind health. I think a lot of what we do in psychology or in the mental health field is relevant to everybody. 
whether they are quote unquote in treatment or quote unquote dealing with mental health issues. Um, there's a lot of mind health strategies and skills that any of us um, can use to live better. Right. And I'm so glad you started out with, you know, the statement that you're human, right? Yes. Because yeah. people forget that we didn't, we didn't come to this positions in our lives born. We weren't born in any positions, right? right. We went through right. some trials and tribulations to yeah. get here. We had some yeah. failures. Um, Absolutely. I like to share, I like to tell my students when they look at me like, you're, you're, you're a nurse, you're a nurse practitioner, you, you've been, you, you have this, you, you, whatever. And I said, no, the master has failed more often than the student has tried. Absolutely. Right? So we've had, Absolutely. I call myself a weeble wobble. yeah i mean i yeah i mean i think we were trained especially in mental health and and this is i go back and forth with this when i'm talking uh, with clients how much to share right because we are taught in our training that the session is about the client and it is Mm -hmm. um but I can't tell you how many times um, that I've wanted to, sometimes I do, not often, um, that I too have had to um, come through some things, um, so to speak, and get better. Um, and so that, yes, a lot of what I'm sharing is from the book and from my training, but a good part of it is also just being human myself mm-hmm. and having to deal with loss and having to manage anxiety and being in um, positions at work that I didn't like with supervisors who I thought was overbearing, right? Right. And and how do I work my way through that with a modicum of grace? Absolutely. <laughs> not, always, not always my strong suit, I might add. Um <laughs> So, you know, a lot of times when I'm talking to my clients, a lot of it is personal experience as well. And and that's that's amazing because um, that's one thing that in my nursing practice, both as a uh, staff nurse and as a nurse practitioner, I always find that one part of myself that I'm willing to share that's personal and private, but um, also a part of me and something that happened to me with my patients and, you know, my clients, because you'd be amazed at how much they're willing to open up to you. They're bearing right. their souls to you, right. you know, coming to you naked and right. they're like, here I am. So they're vulnerable. So right. I think it's like a peace they offering, are. right? Mm-hmm. That's a great way of looking at it. Yes, right? yes. It's a peace offering to say that here's a piece of me that I'm sharing with you that's uncomfortable and private. But I want you to know that you can trust that the information you give me will remain that private right. and, and, you know, in this this sanctuary. Right. 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 Um, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right. Right. So, um, with that, it took some journeying, right? And continue to journey as to get to a place that you are now. Definitely. Definitely. Um, cause we're still all on some sort of journey of some sort. Yeah. I mean, I think, 
where I'm at, I mean, there was a, a, a time in my life when I was working through issues about just me and how I felt about myself. Um, there was times when I was working through getting comfortable. Uh, I have a very strong presence. I have great energy that's not always received well. Mm -hmm. And I think I went through a period of trying to play small, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I'm at a point in my life where I accept myself as I am. I'm extremely comfortable with who I am. And it took a very, very long time um, to get here. And I've come to the conclusion that I'm here to celebrate my life. Right. Like, that's what it is. And to max out each day. And I'm getting better and better at withdrawing my attention from other people and their perspective. Mm -hmm. And putting my attention on making the most of my life. And being very deliberate and very intentional about it. Awesome. Right? Right. And inviting my clients, especially all of my clients, but... Definitely when I move into my life coaching practice, because that lends itself to that. Mm -hmm. It's just that there's going to always be challenges. There's going That's just life. It's just a wave of right. that just comes. <laughs> that's just the norm. We get so upset, but that is the norm. Exactly. And yes, I, and I, how to get better at riding the wave. Basically. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the terms that I use. I said, you guys got to learn to ride that wave and know when you see that wave come, know how to bounce and ride with that wave. Right. right? Exactly. Don't let it knock you down. If it does knock you down, that's okay. Get back up. Get back up. And if I can add to that, mm -hmm. a lot of times the reason it is a wave is because we're not... We could be better prepared, yes. put it that way. Yes. And the more prepared you are, the more resources you are, the less of a wave it is. Yes. So, for example, I'm not ashamed to say this, despite being a relatively high earner, there was a time when I lived from paycheck to paycheck. So that's not always about being poor. It's just a habit. Right, right. right. That's not my life anymore. However, so I realized that Something happened, a pipe broke, I needed to get fixed. They told me what the price was. I had it. It was a little way. Right. When I was living paycheck to paycheck, I was I didn't have no emergency fund. I wasn't prepared for any of this. Mm -hmm. So something like that happened. It was a huge wave. It was an avalanche. But it was just something that happened. But because I wasn't prepared it looked like a big wave for me, yes. right? Yes. And so how do we get better at operating from a different place, whether that's having emotional resources, social resources, you know, friends, family, real friends and family that you can count on. Right. It's not going to gossip with you, mm -hmm. but that's going to tell you what it is, help hold you accountable as, a, as well as support you. Financial resources, whatever. So as these waves, these natural waves of life are coming in, they don't impact you as much because you're operating from a different place. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the waves and, and use that financial piece because um, I have a 25-year-old daughter we have here that's living with us, graduated co college, has a bachelor's in psychology. So we know that 
this generation of youth come out of college with a list of <laughs> a list of demands, right? Mm-hmm. That they need to be um, by 25, they need to be in their career making this amount of money. By 30, they need to be almost married, preparing to buy a home. By this, and, and it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So when they get those waves, because for them, they're always waves. Because they're not prepared. Because they live by a schedule that somebody else preset for them. Right. So... Right. How do right. we learn, how do we teach or help guide that set of generation that these waves are not, they're big, yes, and they may look catastrophic, but there's a way that you can prepare for them. Right. But, it's, but in that respect, it sounds like a self-created way. It is. Because if you're saying, I need to be here by this time and I need to be over, says who? Right. Everybody is everybody is everybody is on their own journey. And I'm not against um setting goals. Like right now no. in my life, I'm very deliberate. I'm very intentional. Right. Um, but sometimes things happen. So yes, you do set a goal that I wanna be here by a certain amount of time. By the end of the year I wanna be, I don't know how many pounds, whatever it is. Right. But things happen mm-hmm. along the way. And some and, and and sometimes it's out of your control. Right. Right? It's like the economy is such, uh-huh. you know, where you may not be able to get the job that you want. Maybe there's a change in terms of how your field is perceived. Maybe there's so many people doing the same job, so the opportunities aren't there as, as they once was. So sometimes this is out of your control. So you're right. That's like self-created despair or self-created inadequacy where you start judging yourself. Yes. Because you're not living up to a target that has moved. Yes. You have to move with it. This is what it is now. Now, if it's because of you that you didn't do it, that's fine. I mean, I still don't think you should beat up on yourself. You need to sit down with yourself, reassess what didn't happen, and now what needs to happen going forward. But a lot of times there is a lot of feelings of inadequacy because people are not living up to some sort of narrative that they had no hand in creating. Yes. Now that that narrative, right? And, and it's not just my daughter. I mean, a, a lot of youth I've experienced um, suffer from this because they set those goals. And as you said, goals are great because we all had goals to get to where we are. But right. The shift in that is that when our trajectory did not meet that target, right, right, we readjusted and put, I like to use the nursing process, right? We use the nursing process. We assess the situation, (laughs) (laughs) diagnose what the problem was, (laughs) right? Right? So, um, I I mean, I swear it, it, it applies to a lot of things and I've used it quite a bit in life and I and I I teach the youth to use something similar to that because they they fall apart um when when their self-directed goals do not meet that timeline and I said guys you may not have met that goal but then go back reassess and look at your interventions you may need to do different um interventions to get to those outcomes to reach that goal Right. And, and, and sometimes, and, and 
each individual person is the only one that can answer this is a lot of times when there's a lot of emotional fallout is because there was so much tied up in that goal. So I do like to ask um, my clients, like, why do you want that goal? Just to see where it's coming from. Okay. You know, and a lot of times you'll see, not a lot of times, but sometimes it's coming from they want to perceive, um, succeed because they have to show um, somebody that they can do it or I need to succeed by this time because everybody else is doing it and and I don't I want them to see that I'm good enough and I'm smart enough or I want to prove to myself that I'm good enough or I'm smart enough so um, sometimes when a person is coming from when it's just about them they can feel the disappointment, deal with the disappointment, and then kind of, all right, what's the next step? A lot of times when there's a lot of emotional fallout and they can't seem to get back on track, you just wonder if there was something else underneath what the motivation for it. Yes, what was their drive, their initial drive right, right. for it. Um, that that's, That is key because we see that suicide is, um, the numbers are climbing. Oh, gosh. Um, and sadly, um, it's going to continue because of the situation that we're all in. And we've, we're all affected on some some level, right? Be it as that we're working at home 24-7, we have a decrease in hours, job, etc. So the reason why I really wanted to, to really talk to you is how has the, you know, explain how the pandemic has affected you, you and your family, and some of the things you've done to help alleviate that stress a little bit, if if possible. Yeah, for myself, personally, I've been one of, I'm not going to say a few, but there are some people who are are okay being at home mm-hmm. for extended periods of time. Okay. And I am one of those. Mm-hmm. And actually during the pandemic, there's been more um, opportunities to work remotely. Mm-hmm. And I took advantage of that. And now I'm able to, as of September, work 100% from home. Mm-hmm. So I can't say that I'm emotionally stressed from being um, home, but I will say that I miss going out and I miss being able to travel to different places without taking a lot of precautions or having trips that had to be um, canceled or um, just a lot of outdoorsy stuff that I like to do. Right. Um, Some people, especially in the beginning of the pandemic, some people still did them. Mm -hmm. I didn't. And so I did miss that. I miss going to the beach. I miss going to the park. I love the movies. Like, I will have movie day, and I'll go to the theater, and I'll watch three movies, mm-hmm. right? So I, I, I do um, miss that. But I can't say that I struggled emotionally. Okay. So I, I missed a lot. I will say, in terms of um, my clients, I'm definitely getting more referrals um, with anxiety, Oh. More referrals of people dealing with depression. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, more referrals. This is the most referrals that I've received of people with attention deficit. Wow. And 
Yes. Yeah, so what what the clients are saying to me is that they've been able to manage at work because it was a structured environment and they had tools that they used. But during the pandemic, they had to transition to working from home. Wow. And without that structure, it was overwhelming for them. So not just did they present with um, symptoms of attention deficit that it was hard for them to manage, but anxiety and depression on top of that. So I've gotten a lot of that. Wow. Um, during this time. And then my own clients just really, who were already in treatment, things getting worse for them. Yeah, and and I can see that um, as an issue because when you're at work and you have that attention deficit, you have a plethora of things to keep you occupied. You can get up from your desk. You can go through here. You know, with, with meetings being online, you have to be fully engaged, right? Yeah. And I find that, you know, with my students, that's even hard for them to be right. engaged. Heck, it's hard for right. me to be engaged, <laughs> You know, for for that long period of time, you know, Uh, I'm sitting there fidgeting and, you know, looking on, you know, shopping online. It's like, no, 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 I have to pay attention. I have to pay attention. So I get it. Um, But what what kind of strategies do you do you lend to them to help them cope Um, and and maybe, you know, adjust to this change? Because this is going to be our life probably for another year or so. Can you be a bit more hopeful? I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, right? It, it, you know what? It, and the only reason why I'm not as hopeful because um, I'm in a hot spot. I'm in Arizona. Okay. And uh, from what I have witnessed going to the store and things like that, people are not wearing their masks. Um, you know, they're, they're actively sick going into different places. I mean, even just for my students, I've had students come in, um, who are ill and I, I sent home I'm like, no, get out. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm not going to sit here and be your diag- uh, diagnostician and diagnose you right now. That's not the role I'm in at this position here. Right. So I'm not doing that. You need to go, well, can you tell me what's wrong with me? No. <laughs> Right. 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 So, right. but that's, that's what we run into here. And right. so I, that's why I, I am really not that hopeful because people just really are not listening and adhering to the, the warnings that um, have been out there. Now the last pandemic we had, what the one in 1918 or something like that, uh, of influenza lasted two years. Right. You know, and that was took forever to get a vaccine. Of course, Um, we got a vaccine much faster this time around. But who knows? Who knows how effective it's going to be? Right? Is it going to be annual? Is it just a one-time thing? Right. 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 A lot of um, unanswered questions. So I'm sorry. I that's why I can't be so hopeful. <laughs> I would say, I mean, there's certain things all of us should do, and then obviously, if if certain things are becoming overwhelming, like overwhelming anxiety, overwhelming depression, you know, you should um, seek treatment. But as much as possible, and I, and I know this this flies in the face of of um, what's going on. If you can. 
get out of the house. Now, you don't have to get out of the house and go to a densely populated area, Mm -hmm. you know. But in the morning time, you can go for a walk around the block with your mask on, of course, socially distanced, of course. Don't go to a place where there's um, um, a lot of people, you know. Right. But to get out the house and just kind of walk around, change the scenery up um, a little bit, make sure you eat. Now, this happens a lot with people. When you're depressed, you lose your appetite. Or some people, when they're stressed out, they lose their appetite. Mm -hmm. Some people lose their motivation. Yeah. But if you stop eating for a long period of time, there's no way of telling how much of this is the depression or how much of it is just lack of calories. Right. Right. Why your energy is so low and you don't have um, motivation. So being sure to eat, to force yourself to eat, obviously the less energy you have. Now, this is for people who are so stressed out to the point where it impacts their appetite. If it does get to that point, now you're not going to have the motivation perhaps to cook. So you want to have things near you um, that you can just open and eat or, you know, microwave, though that's probably not the healthiest. But if you can get a burrito <laughs> or something that you can use right then, I mean, that's better than not um, Absolutely. I think that exercise is good Mm -hmm. consistent exercise there's so many indoor exercises you can do if you don't feel comfortable i i live in new york and new york the gyms are open i I haven't checked as far as i know the gyms are open till i think 10 p.m i will double check that but i when my gym opened i went a few times but i didn't feel comfortable no so now what i do is i exercise um from home Mm -hmm. I do have a stationary bike, but sometimes I do really short exercises, like where I might do a jumping jack for 30 seconds, rest for 30 seconds, run in place for 30 seconds, stop for 30 seconds, for like 20 minutes or so. But something where I'm still physically active, you know, I'm getting older now, so I can't, I have to stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was right. young, I didn't need to, I didn't <laughs> right. need to stretch do balance and exercise. I didn't need to do any of that now. I got to stretch. I right. got to do my balance. So whatever exercise you can get, whether that's walking around the block, if, if you're comfortable, um, or even at home, you know, that's very important. And listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be negative about television. I binge watch shows. I'm catching up um, on a lot of shows as well. Mm-hmm. But if you can also stimulate your brain as well, reading books, crossword puzzles, absolutely, um, whatever it is to oh, stimulate yeah. um, your mind, that's important. And this is also the time, just have a, spend a little time with yourself, asking yourself, okay, I got this extra time. Some people, you know, um, you know, it's 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 um it's unfortunate, but some people were laid off and right. furloughed, and mm-hmm. some people find themselves with extra. Some people less time, right? Right. They got homeschooling and what have you, but some people do find themselves <laughs> with extra time. Right. Um, to to sit down with yourself and have a conversation about what you want your life to look like overall, mm-hmm. and uh, and how would you. How are you going to work toward that? You know, and it doesn't even have to be that big. If that's too overwhelming, wow, how do I want my life to look? My goodness. Right. You know, then you could break. How do I want my relationships to look? How exactly. do I want my body to look? How do I mean, you could break it down into domains if that's too 
overwhelming. And this is a time just to reflect, you know? Yeah. Knowing what I know about the relationships I've had up to this point in my life, what kind of relationships do I want going forward, right? right. Because when you get to a certain point in your life, you have a lot of information yes. about what you like and what you don't like. And so this is the time during the pandemic, get out a piece of paper and a pen or computer or whatever you use, laptop, and just spend some time with yourself and ask yourself, you know what? This pandemic is helping me realize that things can change in a moment. I mean, mm-hmm. that was always true. Right. But this is like a personal experience with it. Right. And, you know, how do I want the rest of my life to look? You know? Exactly. And be more intentional and deliberate about that. Exactly. And I know a lot of people have taken this time during the pandemic to learn a new um, skill, do a new yes. hobby. Um, yes. Unfortunately, yeah. I was not able to to take part in that. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 I get back to hobbies; they stop for whatever reason. Right, right, and um, and uh, I just my like my husband; he learned to play the bass, and I'm standing. Wow. Yes, right, and I'm sitting here like you, lucky dog. <laughs> because wow. I, I during the pandemic he, he took this up during the pandemic he took this up he wow. never played before and so he had this extra time uh, sort of speak he, he's retired military so um, he's also a nurse um, okay. wow. um, doing his FNP so he's like yeah I'm gonna just go buy a basin you know he bought the game Rocksmith or whatever and he's he's taught himself how to play bass he's still learning but he that's one of the things he took up and he's been diligent about it. Right. Um, so me, on the other hand, I'm that opposite who became extremely busy with the pandemic because I teach nursing. So we had to transition the whole course onto online. So I didn't have that additional time, so to speak, to learn something new or to pick up an old hobby. So that, that, that's really, you know, great. And that's one of the things I often share with people. It's like, you have this time, figure out what you like to do. Like you said, get the paper and pen out and, you know, see where you are. And, you know, you'll learn that you yourself are constantly evolving anyway. You might learn something new that you never knew about yourself. Not just that. There's so not, this is not for everybody, mm-hmm. but sometimes we're so busy running this race that we don't get the fact that we've evolved and that we've changed mm-hmm. and we're running the same race. Yes. And then when you sit down and you think about it, you're like, you know what? I don't really like that anymore. Yes. But I'm still going to this class every week, but it's not my thing anymore. It's not my You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes, periodically, we just need to sit down and say, okay, take a look at our calendar, everything that's, am I still into this? Yeah, right. You know, and if not, what am I, do I have other interests now? Hey. Right. You know, I mean, for me, it's about looking at your life, whatever it is, and making sure everything about it speaks to you. Yes. That's it. That the people, places, and things that are important to you are a part of your life. And obviously, there's some, you know, sometimes at work, you don't have any control over the people that are in your life. And you deal with it the best you can. But in the places and spaces when you have most control, 
that should definitely reflect you. Absolutely. So that's a good way to look at self and the growth of self and maintaining uh, of yourself as you start to evolve into um, who you're, you're growing into during this time, right? Because we're, we're all changing. Even though we'd like to say we're not, we are all changing. This pandemic has definitely changed us all in some form or fashion. Right. And Can I ask you a question? Sure. Is your audience already in that space? Because I don't want to get ahead. Sometimes people are not even in the space, but your audience is already in that space of um, um, self-reflection and and self-evolvement. Yeah, so... Okay. The audience is going is is in um, different stages. I you know I, I like to say um, just by sheer evaluation of the different people that have reached out to me, a lot of them are in that stage of growth and development. Some are starting to not uh, growth and development, but growth and change, mm-hmm. and some are in that space of starting to. Uh, evolve into that starting to really think about themselves to make those changes so that's why I try to my the the questions that I ask are varying depending on um what uh we're talking about because to, to kind of meet that um that need of each person that is listening and in some form in some form of fashion right um because we we want to reach out to I, I would like to touch as many lives as possible, but as I, you know, we talked, if I can just talk, you know, touch one person, that met my quota exponentially, because that's 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 what we we aim to do, and um, that's why I I get people like you and um, those who are growing and struggling onto the podcast to, to talk about these things because on some level whoever's listening will be able to resonate with something that we right. said or, or right. even even if they can share it with um, a family or a friend who may be struggling and say hey I heard this this might be helpful they had some great right. suggestions in there so that that's the that's the goal right understood such a great conversation talking with Dr. English, uh, Dr. Stephanie English, Dr. Steph, Steph. Um, yeah, I it, it, it really was. And to just get those pointers that we're all human. And during this pandemic, we really need to take that time to strengthen our mind, body and soul, because that is what's going to keep us and sustain us as we are trying to just maintain and recapture and just live uh, our day-to-day lives. And as we see, this has just been complicated by a pandemic. So anything could happen. So yeah, so thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. English, for joining me. And I hope that you decide to come back and visit us and uh, give us some more tips and some more pointers. So this is part one with uh, Dr. English and I do have a second part with her and that will definitely uh, be up that episode will be up um, on Friday but thank you so much and I thoroughly appreciate you and um, if you guys have any questions for myself or for Dr. English please feel free to email me dc at the com, and that's delta charlie 
at the soulfuleclectic.com. So just in case, you know, it says, sounds like it's saying, I'm saying BC. It's not BC. It's DC at thesoulfuleclectic.com. And you can also find me on Facebook. I am dcsoulfuleclectic.com. Um, sorry, no .com, but dcsoulfuleclectic. And also, I am, oh, goodness, I'm on Instagram too. And Instagram is the.soulfuleclectic. And also, you know, you can just come on the page, send us a message. I have a private group that you can definitely uh, reach out and be a part of. That's also great. And we're just developing, sharing ideas on the group. And um, yeah, thank you so much. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. So please give me your feedback on anything that you would like to share. And um, I look forward to hearing and seeing what you guys have out there and what you guys are creating. Please share. Share with us what you've created during this time of the pandemic and share with us what you've learned and changed about yourself during this time. So as always, take care of yourself and each other. Please be mindful of staying well during this time and also check in on your friends and neighbors. Uh, a hello, how are you goes a long way. So with that, I'm sending out love and light to you all. Namaste.